New Hope Outreach Ministries, making a difference by taking the gospel from word to action. And now, today's message. To want to preach. Jesus is Lord. Everybody has testimonies. I've been weeping like a little boy. Oh, God, I don't even know how long. And when you brought up exactly what I do, I live there. I stay in his lap. And he ministers life and strengthens and encourages and protects and shows you things to come. And all, oh, he doesn't even ask you. He doesn't want it in the sense that he's saying, you better praise me. He wants your heart to understand how much his greatness has gone toward you, to love you, to keep you, to save you, to make a way for you, to die for you, to live within you with his spirit eternally so that you, you would have a place in him. He's made room in himself for you alone specifically, calling your name every day, hoping you hear his voice and the love and the compassion that comes from it and the mercy that he has for us because we're in this fallen world. Our God desires us to commune with him daily. We keep thinking that, oh, it's Sunday. Daily you receive your bread of life from him. He desires to strengthen and encourage you daily. Why? Because you're not meant to be weak and trodden upon. You are a member of the kingdom of God. You're not some weak, needy, little, spineless thing that he has decided, well, now I'll put my spirit in him. No, sir, you rise up every time you think about who he is because who he is is greater than anything that's in this world. It's his plan for your life that you should be looking for, hearing his voice, led by the spirit, out of the darkness of your own recesses of your mind, into the light of his dear son that was willing to die for you bent his knees, submitted unto God so that you, 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 me would have a place in him. He said it right. He's amazing. That plan is amazing. I have, I have a message. Oh, but the spirit of the Lord has prompted me. I came out here to stand by the altar Oh, that voice again. And I heard about <laughs> my spiritual mom. I don't think I've, I think I might have told you about it. Her husband ordained me. But she took a liking to me about spiritual things. And I was afraid because she walked in it like it was so every day with her and confidence. 
just do it like this. Just praise God for a while. And let the Spirit of the Lord talk to you. And when he talks to you, just follow what he says to do, Fred. Her name is Mrs. Sarver. She took time with me to teach me, and I didn't even know what I was being taught. <laughs> I had no idea about the spiritual realm. And many people run from the spiritual things that are happening in this world by the Holy Spirit of God. The things in this world are happening in the Spirit. People are following by them. But the things that God wants you to follow by the Spirit of God forces you to make a decision to turn around from the way that everybody and everything, the world is saying you need to go spiritually even. And you put your eyes on what Christ has done and follow after him. I have a, a t-shirt when I start walking around sometimes. It's called walking with the resurrected Christ. I, I liked it too. <laughs> I used to walk so much, uh, Pastor John, my wife thought I was crazy. I was walking 14 miles a day because I wanted to get 100 miles in in a week. I could not do that on my own had I not been walking with the resurrected Christ. And he talked with me, ministered to me, encouraged me. <laughs> I am his own. <laughs> oh, you guys are right about this. Let me get started. <laughs> Is that all right? I, I don't know everybody. Hi, everybody over there. Hi, everybody. You know I'm at home, right? I'm at home. It's like I just opened my front door and everybody came on in. Have a seat, and we're going to have a good time. How can you have testimony? I don't think the word coming today. I, how can you have testimonies and not have your feet wanting to do something other than sit? I, I know it's, you know it's, it's being proper etiquette in church. I understand. But there's a fire. fire. You, you know the billows, the pumps, that, and it makes the fire go up. Praise does that to your life. Praise begin to let things burn off you because your focus is now on him. The spirit of God, fire, is coming from your praise. And so the situations... That you're facing, I heard the name cancer so many times, and I, and I wonder now, hear me, I wonder, I heard it so many times today. I wonder if cancer understands that it is not greater. It, it keeps coming, though. It keeps coming, even benign. It keeps coming. I got to make them see that I'm greater, and they have to bow their knee to me. And then those of us that have been born again, filled with the Spirit of God, and that word that we speak will not return void because he's watching over it to perform it. Where's my word? By faith? There it is. Cancer, not today. So that you would stand around in this area here and say, my God. Not the God of this, not the God of this world, but my God, the God that his son went to die for me, also preserved me daily.
I think God wants us to understand that praise brings him into our presence. And I say, whoa, that's a misnomer. No, that's not how it happens. Because he'll never leave nor forsake you if you already have him. What it is is you haven't been attentive and intimate with him. Because I guarantee you he loves to hug you close. Because he knows he made you for his own good pleasure. And what does he have to say in Revelation? All he wants you to do is worship him. Worship him. Because you're hearing the background about that lamb. Worthy is the lamb. I was thinking about a song as I was putting together those notes. See, sometimes the notes that we're doing in sermons or whatever, they're for us. And also, it's to also keep your mind stayed on him, but also he may have you to trust him with the real message. Now, it's anointed. But I guarantee you, there's, there's things right now being broken out of your mind right now because you've heard the praises that go up and the blessings that have come down and they're ministering life. People are not, oh no, put me in the ground because I got cancer. Huh? My God speaks life. My God provided life. That's why his son had to die as the only living sacrifice. Well, he took it to the cross to prove you, prove to us how much love he has for not only us, but for his father. See, there's another part of this praise. You have to be willing to submit your will to praise. I ain't saying nothing about what I got. I ain't got time. These people don't need to hear what I got to say. Thank you, God. Going about your business. That's that pride. Saying, look here. I'm going to be like the devil. Ooh, wait a minute. Pride. God is not prideful. Pride goes before destruction and a hearty spirit before a fall. Hmm? So when you start not wanting to allow the very things that God has shown you, done for you, be left back and not be proclaimed, that's that pride. It has to be submitted under the mighty hand of God. And I guarantee you, when you get through praising, he will exalt you. It, it's, it's automatic. It's his word. Submit yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, and he will exalt you. You don't need to have a man or a woman exalt you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. Mm. I got a feeling. <clears throat> it's just my feeling. I got a feeling that the Lord wants to tear this place up. In the spirit now. In the spirit. Because our minds are trapped. Some of us. Maybe even the people that we live with or they're not here. Or they're a part of our family or co-workers, etc. And their minds have a desire to have you controlled, manipulated, to follow after their dominating spirit. And 99, if not 100%, it is not of God, and it's going to lead you out of the place 
that God has placed you in for his own good pleasure. See, every family, help Holy Ghost, every family, I was just saying this to my granddaughter, every family has drama, baby. I mean, this one, this one over here is having this kind of, and this one over here, and you go right around the corner there, and you know, sister, they got, this, they got drama. I said, everybody's got drama. I say, do you want to be the queen of the drama? And she, because she loves to be involved with what's happening over here, what's happening over there. Oh, I don't understand, but I need to go find out. No, no. What you're going to do is entrap yourself into somebody's drama that you cannot pull yourself out of because you think, so you think you're going to be able to pull yourself out whenever you want to. Do not, you, he sets snares and traps in your mind so that you become locked up in that. This is why Isaiah 26, you, you quoted it to me yesterday. Isaiah 26, 3. Who's... See, if your mind is not stayed on God, yes, verse 4, because you trust in him. So if your mind is being ran by anything other than the word of God, the spirit of God, and your heart's desire to allow him to be first place, you will not exercise your right as a Christian. You will not. We talked about this Tuesday to cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself above the knowledge of God. And then that opens the door. Not for good things. Uh-oh. When your mind is not stayed on him, I guarantee you what you're going to end up following is something foolish, presumptuous, something that's going to be a miscarriage, in your life. You cannot get good seed to do anything evil, to produce evil. But I guarantee you, if you get that evil seed, it's going to produce evil. So if your mind is stayed on those things that are not good, according to the word of God, I haven't given nobody a scripture, have I? You have no idea. I'm drunk if, if you've never. I'm <laughs> and this is what my, I knew when I talked with my spiritual mother standing here. I didn't talk to her. I, I think you understand what I mean. She used to keep me drunk. Because then the gifts of the spirit are uninhibited. And they flow out of you. Why are they present? Gifts. Gifts are what? Free? They're offered freely? You don't have to pay for them? The gifts of the Spirit of God are starting to flow freely. While I was drunk, I would fall on the floor. <laughs> and the Spirit of the Lord would minister. He would use all that he has in his availability to minister life unto others through a vessel that is willing. You sometimes are not willing until you accept the Spirit of the Lord as your guide, your leader, the one that you listen to, the one that you trust, the one that you believe in, to never leave you nor forsake you. 
so that when it comes time, when you go from Tuesday's prayer meeting and you're sitting behind a car, the light turns green and the car doesn't move. And so you wait a second because, you know, sometimes people are on that little device. And then the, the light's turning yellow and then goes to red. So I look, got, see if I got a lot of traffic and, and a couple cars behind me. So I get out of the car. Don't, I already told my wife, but she goes, because <gasps> she thinks anything that happens in this world is first going to be negative. Because that's the way of this world. I go to the car. Music is blasting. Young man sitting there in years or whatever you call it. I knock on the window. No response. I said, Father, is he dead? No, he ain't dead. Knocking on the window. Still hasn't opened it. Then I really I scared my wife. Then I opened the door. <gasps> because people may have something in their hand and they don't know you next thing you know you're no longer in this earth it's just how people react now it's sad but the young man was just sitting there had his foot on the the brake was still in drive and I started talking to him and as I talked to him he couldn't talk back but he was making noises and moving his head so he was alive I asked him a couple questions, and he did finally start answering. Tried to give me his name, but it was so slurred I couldn't understand it. <clears throat> I ended up putting it in park, and he couldn't drive. And I, we were stuck. So I asked the person behind me, would you please call 911? And so they came and got the young man. But this is what the world has to offer to you as a remedy for your problems and or your lifestyle. To be inebriated. <laughs> Help Holy Ghost. Where do you want to go with this? I keep coming over here and I know you guys are, are family members here and I love you. I think the Lord has expressed himself to you today. Maybe you haven't received him like this before. But I pray that your heart and your mind be clear to hear what I'm saying. I pray is the spirit, what the spirit is having me to say. So that it lands in your heart and begins to plant a seed. And then you can water it by the spirit of the Lord in your quiet time. But one thing for us, for sure, God wants us to know when you begin to praise him. He inhabits that praise. And when he inhabits that praise, guess what comes with him? The entire kingdom of God, the Godhead. The spirit lives within you. Jesus Christ is Emmanuel with you. And God the Father, you are his temple. And what else comes with him is his health, healing, prosperity, protection, protection. What else do you need? Well, how about his love? How about that? How about when I'm huh, ooh, telling on myself? <laughs> when I'm as lonely as can be, living around and being around all kinds of people, the only one that reaches out to me is Jesus.
because he promised he would never leave. He would never forsake. And he said he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You, know, you realize why I'm testifying and telling on myself, right? Everybody else been testifying. How in the world is God going to be good to everybody else and he hasn't been good to me? That would make him a respecter of persons. So truly, he has done something wonderful for all of us. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, glory! <laughs> Prostate cancer. What else? Other kinds of cancer. Benign things. Accidents, running into car, into trees, etc. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Young men, this young man was 24 years old I was talking about. Finally got that out of him. 24 years old. So I told him, and this, what, this is what shocked him. He looked up. I said, and I'm 65 years of age. I said, son, you got too much life to live. Certainly what you're doing right now is not going to allow you to make it. But you have one that has loved you from the before you were even born into this world. If you will receive him, he will show you a life and a future and a hope to an expected end that will bring you out of darkness into light. And you won't ever have to be in this kind of position to where now you face being incarcerated if something is wrong. They find something in his system, etc. that's illegal or whatever. And I asked God, did I, did I do what was right to help him? I had no idea. Anyway, the, the title of this message was, Praise is Communion with God. If you didn't sense the spirit of God in this household <laughs> during the praise and worship, we're going to have to help you to know this a little better. And how is that? Let me start like this. Praise is a multifaceted word that equates to prayer, thanksgiving, and even worship. If you look in the Psalms, they're ripe with scriptures that can become songs, hymns, and spiritual songs. When I hear something, I go to the word. Go to Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 18 through 20. And I'm not going to keep you long because we're going to do communion in a little while. If you have your word, Ephesians 5, 18 through 20. Is God good? All the time? So we ought to be praising him all the time. Amen? Hallelujah. I'm ready. Are you ready? Will the word return unto him void? We've had some lessons today. Hallelujah. I can't wait to get started with discipleship training again. I have a great time there. I pray it's going to be uh, something we continue. Well, listen what the word says. Now, remember, I said praise is communion with God. And be not drunk with wine. What did I say What was the world's way of dealing with things? Becoming inebriated? Hiding from it, running from it, 
putting yourself in a mindset to where you don't even think of any way really to live except by those things. God says, and be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the spirit. God's spirit, this is his dispensation, is ever present and always available in you and with you and for you, as well as to show you things to come. When you are not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but filled with the spirit, you will begin to speak to yourself in psalms, in hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Verse 20, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 21, I think I touched on that earlier, submitting to one another in the fear or reverence of God. Now, communion, there's three uh, gospels to where you'll find the communion where Jesus spoke or had that particular uh, event with his uh, disciples, and that's in Matthew 26, verse 26 through 29. We'll be looking at Mark uh, 14, 24, and 26. Yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. I was, I was corrected. When I was preparing this, he said, slow down, son. I've heard him say it three times. And then I start reading, and it sounded like I was just talking. And I heard him again. I want you to hear something. God is concerned about every detail so much about you, so concerned about you. He will whisper and let you know exactly what you need to do. I hear that from Pastor John all the time. Fred, just ask the Holy Spirit. Have you asked the Holy Spirit yet? Has the Holy Spirit been told to you? Have you listened to the Holy Spirit? Fred, have you? Yes, sir. I will do that now. Because he is there to help you. He is the comforter, the helper, the paraclete. He wills that you be in, encased, if that's the right word, in his spirit, in him, around him, around you, in you, for you, with you. So that when you walk, Holy Spirit is the one that people are bumping into on a regular basis. And you're protected. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm sorry, Luke. 22, 17 through 20. This is the, these are the three where Jesus had communion on the night that he was betrayed. Matthew 26, verse 26 through 29. Mark 14. That's the one we'll be using. Verses 24 and 26. Luke 22, verse 17 <coughs> through 20. And the one that we mostly use here in uh, America, I guess. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 through 25. Those are Paul's instructions. Communion. It's a Greek word called koinonia. Did I say that right, Sister Geneva? <laughs> I like, I like, look, listen. Praise is also koinonia. Praise, as, as we heard earlier, about laughter. All of a sudden you're in church and you're like this and 
something happens, it makes you want to laugh, it changes your mood and your mode. So that's a good thing to focus on God. The definition is partnership. That is literally participation or social intercourse. In other words, uh, being connected as, as uh, uh, Brother Theo talked about earlier. Pecuniary benefaction. Now this is something I need you to remember. We may forget that the people of God, <clears throat> meaning the Jewish people, Israel, his chosen people were still living under the old covenant when Jesus came to offer the new covenant, to commune again in a new way with God, saying, repent. All you have to do to get into the kingdom is to repent and accept what Christ has already done at the cross. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That's Matthew chapter 4 and verse 17. I haven't opened up yet in Mark 14, so hang on. Matthew 4, 17 is a door for a perpetuation of continuing in communion, fellowship, kononia, with God, only made possible by the precious blood of the Lamb. Look at Mark chapter 14 and verse 24. Matter of fact, I knew I'm going to cut this in half. Verse 24, and it reads, And he said to them, this is Jesus, This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many. This is the communion part of praise is what I'm saying. You'll see what I'm saying in a second. His blood is the portal through salvation that cleanses us from sin and binds the born-again believer to God forever by grace through faith. Amen? Was that wordy? Was that too wordy? Anybody need to write that down? Where'd y'all go? All of a sudden it's like school and nobody wants to ask a question. Or pay. Oh man, we got to write this stuff? I'm just playing with you. I'm just playing with you. God is too good. Hallelujah. God's part was to provide salvation, and he did, with the precious blood, oh, oh, the precious, powerful, cleansing blood of Christ. Praise is our part of the life we now have in Christ, communing with God personally and as we are today or in your married couple or in your family corporately. In other words, you have the right as a born-again believer in Christ, to in interject is the word I imagine. Jesus, the kingdom of God, in your household. I heard that. <laughs> Do you remember? Ah, it was Tuesday, okay. <laughs> Geneva has so many nuggets, she forgets all the thousands that she's given to me, and out of nowhere, here comes one that I remember. Just as Tuesday. <laughs> I give it back to her. She goes, I said that? <laughs> yes, you did. We ha we are, we're, we're in covenant. So because we're in covenant with the kingdom of God, we have the right to interject the kingdom of God and his righteousness in our household for our individual family members. And it's not going to be a bad thing because... Only God brings good things. I think it's James 1.17, the father of lights. 
every good and perfect gift comes down from above, and there's no variable of, of shadow of turning. James 1.17. So you have the right to interject the word of God, the kingdom of God, to change. And see, this is the word that uh, everybody hates. No, likes. I said it wrong. Everybody likes this word until it's their turn. Change. Oh, no, what? <clears throat> For what? I'm me. I got this. And that is the issue. We have to be willing to submit our I got this to the one that actually does have it. Paid for it. Paid for you specifically. Holy. Specifically paid for you. And when you said yes, it's no longer I that liveth, but Christ that liveth in me. Am I the only one to know that song? That was top 40 in the 80s. Anyway, I digress. If you're not having fun, I apologize. If you're not being taught, I apologize. If you're not receiving a word, I apologize. Hallelujah. There's an atmosphere that comes with and because of your choosing to praise God for the great things that he has done. We praise and glorify and thank God for providing the greatest singular accomplishment and sacrifice possible, made it able to restore our lives Therefore, then giving us a future and a hope and an expected end eternally and everlastingly with him, knowing the Father, John 17 and 3, and Jesus Christ, whom he sent. Hallelujah. And these last three, I think I'm going to end it right here. Marriages. Families. And churches. We praise and glorify and thank God for providing the greatest singular accomplishment and sacrifice possible to restore our lives, futures, marriages, families, churches or corporate worship and fellowship back unto God submitted to his will, his word, and his Holy Spirit. I'm going to stop right there because I believe the Lord wants to, again, I think this is how he's, he brought me here for this particular thing. And hear this now. You may be struggling. I may be struggling in any of these areas. But if we would have faith in what he has promised, then we would be able to receive because according to the word of the Lord, all of his promises are yes. And amen. In other words, that's it. It's settled. It is a done deal. I heard that Tuesday. <laughs> I'm going to leave you alone. <laughs> so what is God asking us to do today? Again, I cut this short because I believe the spirit of the Lord wants to minister life unto everyone here. And those that are connected to you as Theo articulated so very well. That we are connected as part of a body, but we're connected 
to the source of all life, living, love, power. And we never lose because he has set us up for victory. That's the only reason why Christ would go. Why would Christ go to the cross and then we be defeated? What, what was that for? To be agonized the way he was, to be handled the way he was. And then our lives are now, instead of being victorious, it's more like we're now getting beat down every day because we would not receive and, uh, and utilize that which he has provided for us on a daily basis. His strength. I believe that was uh, 2 Corinthians 12.10, for our weaknesses. So he did bring victory to us. He did bring strength for us in exchange for our weakness. And guess what? Ignites that strength. Everybody say it. Come on. Everybody say it. No, 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 no. Now, now we're going to school. <laughs> we've been talking about the testimonies. We've been talking about the P word that we've been using. When you ignite that, you're, say it again, sis. Wait, hold on. I'm going off the camera. I don't care. Say it again. Praise. Yes. If I had a prize to give you, I'd give it to you. But when you begin to praise, I guarantee you, strength comes in because it's his strength. We heard that from 2 Corinthians 12, 10. It's an exchange. When I was in the military, we had this thing called direct exchange. You take your old beat up stuff, equipment, and you exchange it for the good and the functional and the appropriate. Yes, I know I'm going to close it up now. <laughs> I'm going to touch these three things and I'm gone. Honestly, honestly. Marriages. If God is not the center, you will be splintered. One will be in and one will be out. The only way that can ever work is never. Did I say that wrong? All right now. The only way that would ever work is never. This is why submitting ourselves unto him and allowing him, God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, to have first place and to show us how to become united and connected with each other and with him. But it only takes one to be connected and praying prayerfully, believing will bring the other to be in that same union. I'm not saying same level because people go crazy thinking about, well, I don't know this much and you know, no, 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 no. He loves you the exact same as he does the person that you think is so lofty and so forth. Never understanding that that person may be having more problems but he's just trying to be faithful to the call that he has. Might be torn up inside. 
because he doesn't want to live or whatever he's doing a certain way, etc. whatever it may be that detracts from walking uprightly all of the time in God's presence. But thank God for repentance and forgiveness that we're not thrown away or put on an ash heap somewhere because we tipped up, slipped up, made a mistake, continue to fall. So the call is no longer accessible. It's down there somewhere instead of being in the forefront, drawing others out of darkness, bringing them into the light of his dear son. Marriages. The enemy comes in for three things. Yes, I'm upset. Spiritual indignant, I guess. Because when marriages are torn apart, I don't care if it's worldly or anyone, in the church, families are destroyed. Children have no one to look up to and believe in or see a reflection of God, the one that created them for his good pleasure. And he purposed every one of them to have life in him and with him eternally. And that gets cut off when marriages trample over his way. It affords no one any sanctity, safe haven, you're always worried about what is going to happen today. So families are being destroyed because marriages are being built on sand in the church. Guilty. The only way to change it, as I said earlier, when it comes time to change, it's good for Everybody but me. God died on the cross. Jesus died on the cross so that you would, be, you would have an, uh, an opportunity to make an effective change in you. Because without it, you will follow into the steps of the God of this world. Deceived, knowing that the only three things that he's come to do is to steal your life and future, kill you at any moment, any dreams you may have, and to destroy you and everything that you may hold dear or desire. All three of those things will keep you out of Christ because you will have your eyes and your life focused on those things only. But then at the other end, there's a wonderful man and woman, the Hendersons, that received a seed of fruitfulness and goodness. And they bring that light and say, but I am come. That's what I hear when I see them. But I have come, meaning Jesus, that you may have life. You do not have to die, meaning being uh, stolen, having your life stolen or killed or destroyed. You can receive and have life, and life more abundantly. That's John 10.10. I've done enough damage. I pray to the kingdom of darkness. 
I hope our minds and our eyes are open to see and receive the mighty seed that this man and woman have given us, watered by the Spirit of the Lord so that we can grow up in him and walk uprightly, destroying the handiwork of the enemy that is all around us. The payment has already been paid. Hallelujah. It's already been paid through Jesus and his precious blood. And everyone that has accepted him as their savior is cleansed and paid for, bought for, redeemed. You have the right to bring the kingdom of God with you wherever you are. And it is backed up by the word of God, by his spirit. And it will not return unto you or that in situation void. Because Jeremiah 1.12 says he hastens or watches over his word to perform it. Amen? I guess I didn't need those notes. <laughs> to God be the glory. I got six pages. <laughs> I got a story, and I'm going to quit. You know when you get a pastor. Anyway, <laughs> when Pastor John called me because I understood what was going on, he said, Brother Fred, can he taught me, even though he may not know this, he taught me to be on G, waiting on O. And as soon as he asked, I said, not a problem. I don't know exactly what my words were, but yes, sir, I'll do that. I'm the only one that's been there. I had nothing. But I trusted the same one that is my helper to bring what you, 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 me needed. He never gives us food that we are not able to digest. We may regurgitate it because we don't want it. But it is there for you, and it's pleasant food. I pray you receive that in Jesus' name. I'm going to go ahead and pray. Oh, wow, I took you too long. Sorry. We can get ready for communion. Father, thank you right now that as we partake of your body and your blood with these symbols. <clears throat> oh, give me a second. As we partake of these symbols, help me, Lord God, help me, help me. He's shown us that being in him, being connected to him, he 